Getting split. Getting split. Getting split. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, 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 she's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show. Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. All right, welcome everybody to the April edition of Getting Split Ready, brought to you by Keystone Mediation. Great bunch of guests today. Let me introduce our panel. We have Leslie Glazer, certified divorce real estate expert, real estate collaboration specialist for divorce, which is I think the RCS-D designation, seller's representative specialist, SRS, luxury listing specialist, um, a graduate of the Alumni Institute, which is the CDRA certification group, and just a great realtor. You're with Ad Properties, correct? I am. Awesome. And then we have Megan Kinahan, a lot of certifications as well. Personal trainer, <laughs> National Academy of Sports Medicine, USA Track and Field Level 1 coach, Roadrunners Club of America, certified distance coach, USA Cycling Level 3 coach, American Sport Education Program certified coach, spinning cyclist instructor, wow. and Les Mills body pump instructor certification. You can have great information, I know, on that <laughs> self-care. <laughs> Carol certified mediator for the Center for Conflict Resolution and Indiana Association of Mediators and one of the founders of oh, Keystone Mediation. So I'm going to lead <laughs> off right now. Um, Leslie, you and I were talking the other day about when people look at transactional players like you and I, right? I'm mortgage, your real estate, and they think of us only in that capacity. And you do way more when somebody is working on, uh, when somebody is doing a uh, divorce. Talk a little bit about that. There's a lot of different components, Doug. Um, there's a lot of research that needs to go on behind the scenes in terms of what's really going on, taxes, liens, um, loan payoffs, et cetera. But one of the, the uh, issues that I handle a lot is I'll come in when clients are stuck and I can help a mediator, uh, litigator, attorney in the process when clients just can't come to terms and it gets, you know, high conflict, a lot of emotion. Um, and I bring the real estate piece into it and take the emotion out and kind of give them their choices and say, okay, well, here's plan A, here's plan B, and here's plan C, and let's go through this because the reality is X or Y. And typically it just takes an hour or two. And, um, you know, people that have been stuck a, a year kind of go through, wow, yeah, we, we got through this pretty quickly. And, you know, we just can't expect attorneys to be real estate experts or lenders. So, you know, we all need to work together in order to, um, you know, be a team players for our clients. What's what's some of the um, the secrets of doing that? Obviously, you know, they look at, you, you know, again, they say you're there to sell a house, right? Or you're there to list a house. And there's so much more. When I look at your certifications, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot there. So how does, how does your process differ? And, you know, if there's no transaction there, how do you still help the client? A good question. Um, and a lot of times I, I, it's not about listing a house. It's about assessing it. So if, if for instance, if uh, one of the spouses wants to stay in the house, 
they typically dig in their heels and say, well, I want to stay in. I want to stay in for the kids. I want to stay in for X reasons. I'm like, okay, well, let's see if we can do that. And nine times out of 10, they don't realize that in order to stay there, they need to refinance. It also means that the house needs to get through refinancing. Are there repairs? Are there major, is there major deferred maintenance? I mean, can it even be refinanced and can someone qualify? Because they forget half the equity typically is going to be taken out. So that's one piece of it. Another piece is, um, you know, getting a payoff letter, which is much different than a bank statement, as you know. And uh, there's a lot of hidden things back there that sometimes they don't realize. So there's a lot of investigation that needs to happen. I had a couple last month that um, everything was already planned out in the decree and we went to sell and I was new to the case. Um, and there was about a $20,000 homeowners association special assessment coming up, which no one looked at the minute. So my job is to dig, 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 dig and make everyone else's jobs easier. Leslie, you know, this isn't a traditional role, I think, that um, realtors or real estate specialists play. What's your biggest challenge in getting people to understand the role that you play? How do you explain it? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's an excellent question and I go through it every day. It's, it's the feeling, or um, I should say, people think of real estate agents as salespeople and everything is just salesy, salesy. We want listings, we want buyers. That's not what I want. I want to be a consultant. I am helping the client. So it's, it is difficult to get over that hurdle and understand that um, I this isn't about me and a commission. This is about your life and you moving forward. And I help you through the process. And it's challenging. It's um, difficult. And it's rewarding because you know you've helped people through a transition in their lives. Um, but I uh, I feel a real um, need to educate the family law community that we are such an important piece of the puzzle. And nine times out of 10, their biggest asset that they're sitting on gets handled at the very end of a transaction where it should be the first thing you're evaluating because one, over those two years, there's a lot of deferred maintenance. And two, whatever evaluation you've done two years ago, or even three months ago is different than it is now. So I think of myself as like the videographer where I'm the video and I see what's happening in the house, the people moving through the process. So if I give you evaluation in November, I can also give you an update in January or in May or, you know, today's market. If you have an appraisal done, which, you know, appraisals serve a wonderful purpose, it's a snapshot in time. Mm -hmm. And you have to do another one and then another one. And that's fine, but you just have to know that. Um, so I feel that there's pieces to a puzzle and we've got the finance, the emotional, the legal and the real estate, and we all need to work together. So the burden isn't on the homeowners. We want to take the burden off them and work as a team. So that's kind of my go-to. Now, do you get, do you get paid for that? Do you ever... Do you ever structure how you work with people? Um, 
you know, sort of in a, in, a, in a different manner? Like what should their expectations be, I guess, if they're working with you? So it, there's no cost to do home evaluations to meet with the client. That's just part of the cost of doing business. If I am brought in as an expert witness in court, there's an hourly fee. And if I come into a mediation or, you know, some sort of acting as a settlement advisor, that it, it, there's an hourly fee there for, you know, the preparation of the work and then the time I spend there. But if it's just a, you know, a listing that, you know, turns out she's, she or he stays in the house, there's no charge. Okay. Matt, what do you, what, you're, you're a mediator. Like, how do you, how do you engage other people? I know you and I work together a little bit. I'm bringing real estate focused media. I mean, people look at me as a mortgage guy, but I'm bringing real estate focused mediation, some other stuff to my practice. How do, how do you bring all that stuff in? You know, just like any other small business, you do a little bit of marketing online. You do a little bit of marketing in publications, word of mouth, um, a lot of, you know, customers' experiences. We've already received quite a few referrals from customers that have already uh, used us in the past, clients that have been happy with the, the process. A lot of people are still not familiar with the mediation process. Um, it is a little bit uh, um, newer for people. They don't know the that there's even other options other than just filing for, you know, getting an attorney, fighting it out in court. I'm going to tell the judge uh, my side and, and um, they don't recognize the costs and the time and the emotional distress and the physical distress, which I think we're going to hear a little bit from Megan um, as well, that goes through it. So this is a better way. Um, I think there's a lot of cost-saving advantages and time-saving advantages when you do have a team and when you do collaborate. Um, for my clients, I always offer a menu of we can do this together, just the three of us, if we feel like um, we need some outside uh, opinions or expert input, then we can recommend other people like Leslie, like Megan, bring in a team because that team of people you know, there comes a cost with that, but it's still going to be cheaper than fighting it out in court. It's still yeah. going to be cheaper than uh, having your attorneys fight this and everything that comes that's involved with, with going to court. Now, that's a great point. I want to highlight that for a minute is the whole concept of cost, right? Because everybody's strained during a divorce. You know, it, it's, it's an unexpected cost. It can be expensive. And a lot of times... Uh, the, the term pennywise and pine, pound foolish comes to mind, right? Like they they don't hire people in the right capacity. They get free advice from their friends and family um, when there are professionals out there who could save them money. And anyone on the panel, I'd love to hear your thoughts. We've all had a lot of experience in this, but people choosing to not pay a small amount to get the right direction and advice and ending up spending a lot more money. It's, it's all about selling it too, because- you have to tell them their options. You have to ask them the right questions. You know, you, you asked, you said about getting advice from friends or family. One of the first questions I would ask would be, do you trust your friends and family? Have they been through this experience before? What kind of information do they know? What kind of education do they have? Are they experts in a field? Because if they're getting advice from- well, experts experts, then that's great. But if they're just getting advice from 
their friends or family that have never gone through the process, then I ask those kind of questions. Do you trust this, this advice? Do you feel 100% confident about this, bite, this advice? And if they say yes, then that's their choice. If they say no, then you offer up the other alternatives. You say, well, we can help you by bringing in professionals that do know this stuff because it's better to get it done right now than have to fight over it again a year from now or two years from now because you weren't satisfied with the result when it could have been done with the right people giving you the advice that you need. Right. Well, and it's funny, from a cost perspective, I've even thought about trying to find the right information can take hours. And what's your own time worth, right? If you've got a professional and you can find an answer in an hour and a half, but you're going to spend six hours doing it yourself, have you really gained anything? Because everybody's situation is so different and there's information and there's perspective. And, and I think a lot of times people just think about the information. They, they listen to their friends and family and the, the situation for them might've been different. You know, there's just so much about that. And I think Leslie, you brought a lot of that out in your discussion. From the um, health perspective, if you look at it as, uh, you know, if you go through this whole thing and you're emotionally eating and eating the junk food and, you know, then you're not working out because you're not feeling good about yourself, all that for, let's say, this takes two to three months. Let's So for that whole time, you come out of it, the divorce part is over, the court part is over. And guess what? All of a sudden you've got, you know, you've developed some sort of disease or caused it. Right. it with, you know, what obviously weight gain and things like that all lead to stress. You suddenly have an ulcer that you can't, you know, that, and guess what? That's going to cost you tons of money from going to the doctors and the, you know, and and your health insurance and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's just like anything else where uh, if you take care of it while you're going through that, that you're not going to end up with all these extra costs of what you just paid in court fees. Now you're spending all your days going to the doctors and getting medications and having to deal with all of that. Well, and I think what well, if you get the right team, then you have time to work out and all that. And I want to thank our guests. Really, really appreciate you taking the time. This is such valuable information. For those Thanks. listening, you can find us wherever you get your podcast, uh, our YouTube channel, Facebook, and we release our podcast on a regular basis. You can find us on the blog. If you know of somebody that this can help, share it and get the information out there. And with that, want to get through your divorce with your sanity intact, go to split ready, get some information. I love that. Thanks so much. Please feel free to reach out to us on our website uh, through the email splitready splitready.com or the multiple other ways. Thanks so much and have a good one.